to Eternal Love of Spirit podcast with me, Laura Rubio. Stay tuned to learn all about the afterlife, mediumship and different types of healing modalities. You will meet some of today's finest mediums and healers who are leaving the world a little better with their contributions to the field of intuitive arts. I extend you a warm welcome and I thank you for being here. Hi Jean, welcome. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on today and making the time to spend a little half hour with us this morning. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So I'll just tell everyone a little bit about Jean. Jean is Jean Matthews and she grew up in Cumbria, UK. Is that right? Yes. Now she lives in my home country, Northern Ireland. She is director of the World Divination Association and she is founder of the World Spiritual Association. Jean teaches students from all around the world and she teaches them the art of divination using runes, tarot, Lenormand. Am I saying that right? Yes. (laughs) And mediumship and also natural magic. So I have no clue about that. I can't wait to hear all about it, Jean. Jean is also a published author with Red Feather and has sigils a tool for manifesting and empowerment and that is being released may 2023 it is oh and she's just showing me it is it a book or is it cards it's actual cards with an accompanying book on how to use them that i've written Mm. all different scenarios as well so if you needed a sigil for work for health for relationships you know it's spirituality and they're all just um cards with different sigils on so they look lovely what is a sigil let's start there so a sigil it's actually um well it's classic it's derived from latin which means sacred seal and when you think about energy and everything being energy and it's like creating a seal of energy for a specific purpose um to manifest and create changes that way huh so do you design the sigil yourself these ones I did, yes. Um, I now create bind runes and think using the Elder Puthark runes, I create actual sigils, bind runes with those. Um, and also with the OM as well, I can I write um, with the OM. And so I, I don't know anything about this. So where do you get that creation from? Do you channel it from spirit or is that just from Eugene? Um, I channeled my decks, I channeled my sigils and what they all meant. I was seeing sigils everywhere and I was really, you know, I kept seeing them in leaves and trees and everywhere I looked on walls that were just standing out. So um, I actually was drawing them down and then I was asking spirit really what they meant and, and you know, they were given, shall we say, for me Mm -hmm. to actually put out there for people to be able to use it. so I was making sigils for people um, all around the world. I've been commissioned to create sigils for different purposes from um, getting a house that people's wanted, getting um, more work coming through, uh, lots of everything really. Anything that you can think of, you can actually you know, create a change with if it's in your life or bring it into your life. That's fascinating. I have to learn more about this. I want the work one. So... All right, if I get your deck, 
I know it'll tell me in there, but tell our listeners, how would I use it? So you can use it in a few different ways. So if you're actually looking, you can just shuffle, for example, and draw out one card for what um, you would need in your day-to-day, what you can really harness. And you've got the embody sigil. So it's actually like embodying. Um, so it's bringing you into an actual, what you're wanting to create. So for example, your podcast is really embodying the essence of what it is that you want to create within your day. Um, if you were wanting, I'll get my, I'll read you some excerpts from it. So if you want it for relationships, it'll draw in more of that kind of love and energy that facilitates relationships being smoother in your life. Um, it'll allow your concentration to be elevated and really embody what it is that you're trying to endeavor for within work and in spirituality it'll draw in more um more divine energies and allow you to really feel safe and embrace your own divinity within yourself and see yourself as that divine being oh wow that resonates so much it's unbelievable just really standing in and doing what I believe in and I'm so passionate about spirituality and mediumship so that makes a lot of sense okay that's on my bucket list where can where can we all buy these run to buy these um um, it's available to pre-order now in Amazon Barnes and Noble I even think um Walmart has it on uh, pre-order on their website it's everywhere it's worldwide it'll be released um June in the United States and one month later worldwide after that oh that's fantastic congratulations Jane that's really massive like it's such an achievement wow so how did you um start on this path of of all these different things you do what was the first thing that Um, popped up for you I've always believed that there was more I've always believed um that there was more after death and that there was more around us. Um, my family are really, um, my, my dad's side come from a really devout Roman Catholic background. So that um, reverence and faith was really strong um, and instilled, you know, on my mum's side, um, Protestant Christians, and they had that same reverence, that same belief in God, in that higher power, in, um, you know, heaven shall we call it and and um and being there and it, and it really kind of um it was something that that belief was really strong from a young age and then I began working um just around 16 almost 17 I was started working at a hospital as a healthcare assistant um before I was planning on going on to do my nursing and I seen a lot of death um, a lot of people that were very ill a lot of people um, there was a lot of strange experiences would happen in the hospital um, and some of the wards and things like that buzzers mm-hmm. going off and things when wards were closed and there was nobody on them for example that I've seen that occur but also the um, the times in which people were actually passing um, that knowing that there was something more um, seeing them know and realise that as well um, and it was a, a an absolute privilege to be around um, those in the last moments when they're, you know, they're really you're doing the last physical thing you can for a person. And that's a great honour to do. Absolutely. And it sounds like you bring a lot of reverence to death, which is really beautiful. 
yeah. I think it's um I think the amount of grief that you feel for things is is you know it's because of the amount of love that you've felt and when you think about that and you think about that in the terms of you've got somebody that you've you really love with everything you know and it doesn't matter what you know what the what they've done what they say you know what what irks you about them fundamentally that love's there and you know that's why it really hurts so much when we do actually lose or grieve you know in that sense and it's just um it's something that really you know it brings it all right back round um to love and also the um acceptance that life is fragile and fate works in mysterious ways and sometimes things happen that's really beyond our control in that but in believing that you know there is more out there and I truly well I, I know you aren't they aren't gone it's just that for the majority of people you can't really see them well that's it isn't it but you know knowing that is is lovely and brings a lot of reassurance to us so you were saying that um you had these experiences in the hospital but you weren't a medium right so it doesn't you don't have to be a medium to perceive these things around death oh, no. I am a medium uh, <laughs> I've always had me have you um, okay. I've always had um, a really strong knowing and um always seem to when people come to me always seem to know the right things to say to always make them feel better when they were leaving I'd always I'd come out with things that people would be a bit shocked that I would just seem to know um even when I was very very young I would speak something to like my friends would say I would just been thinking about that so everything it was um there was a lot of things like that that was happening and um, they would actually come and I would be able to tell them for example what the boyfriend was going to say or do next and you know um even right through like now my friends still kind of do that they used to call me the oracle and, and laugh about it because it was like I always seemed to just know that way um wow. so I have had um medium got mediumship and I've had it from a young age um it began with that and then it obviously um have prophetic dreams and visions um and I see spirit I have spirit visit me in my dreams um and I think my first real real tangible experience of that that I could actually say right was um when I was about 18 I had a dream about my granddad I walked into my grandma and granddad's home and both of them were passed at this point but my granddad had passed when I was 11 um, so I walked into their old house and I was like, oh, you know, I'm in my grandma's house. But I remember thinking that whilst I was asleep, which was really, you know, having that thought. Mm-hmm. And then I remember walking in and I seen my grandma sitting on the chair arm and I seen my granddad. But because I was young when he passed, um, his, and his, um, my memory of his appearance, of how he was, um, I wasn't quite sure, is this my granddad? And I remember my granddad had these huge hands. He had these big, big, big hands. And he just showed me his hands. And I knew that that was my granddad. And he told me that you need to look after your mum. She's not very well. And then I woke up and I was thinking, well, there's nothing wrong with my mum. There's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. She's made me my breakfast this morning. We're sitting talking. But literally within two days, she had jumped out of bed in the middle of the night, tripped on a duvet cover and 
headbutted the wooden window ledge and broke her nose, give herself a concussion. So she did actually, she wasn't well. Um, oh so I've things, I've had things like that um, be a, a frequent occurrence. And obviously um, I channel a lot, a lot well, of the time. That's an amazing story. That was definitely a, a visitation in your dream. What I love is how you really own being a medium, Jane. A lot of people struggle with that, but you're like, no, I am a medium. And that is wonderful. So I'm sure you're a wonderful ambassador for spirit. And have you done any training around mediumship or is it just natural all the way? Um, I have done some training. I look at it as anything like you need to kind of, uh, it's like a muscle. You're like an athlete. Your mediumship skills are just like going not to the gym and working out. It's a muscle that you need to actually, you know, develop and work on. And the more that you do, the stronger that you actually get, you know, and you might like, all natural like athletes some people have that little bit more of an edge than what others do at, at the way they start um and I think you know it's just kind of recognizing that and just actively um growing I mean I have spirit around me all the time I channel spirit I channel everything around me and um it's an integral part of my life it's an integral part of my day it is fundamentally you know it is a connection to me I find that spirit there's no difference between the spirit spirit and the living in that I have two I have relationships with people around me I have my family still coming and visiting I have you know and when I'm doing readings for people then their spirit come through for that so it's it's like it's like any relationship as well you know if you don't call your friend for six months or 12 months you don't make that effort you don't put that energy into maintaining that friendship you're not going to have the strength of it and it's the exact same with spirit you know what you're going to get out of your relationship with spirit is exactly what you're putting into it and if you can put your time and you know be open then you will really reap the benefits of that absolutely love that oh my god there's so many of us who work with spirit and it's hard to be disciplined and it's hard to you know give that time but would you say meditation or sitting in the power is important I do I really uh, I believe in that um I've struggled at first to actually be able to get meditating but meditation comes in a lot of different forms I do visual um like meditations before I sleep me and my partner we both do that Tony and I every single night we meditate before we go to sleep um but also when out in nature and stuff, I can sit outside and, and that is equally as, brings equally as much zen, shall we call it. It's, yeah. the, it's just, um, you know, a couple of minutes in your day, but to just really be and allow. And even when you're really, you know, um, struggling most, you can actually just step outside for a few minutes and just feel that air and just feel what that brings and actually just, you know, ask. Uh, and you'll hear um, there'll be a shift in the wind and the trees will move or there'll be something, a car horn will beep to get your attention. There's always things and signs showing all the time. Um, yeah. And it's just uh, meditation, I think, really allows you to springboard um, into your mediumship more because it allows you um, the use of your imagination without um, the then analyzing afterwards is this right is it not because the weirder your meditations are they actual better because they're more open you the, the experience and and um you know i teach mediumship and i always say that 
if you if, at that point when you're in your meditation and you're seeing things that's like really wild and out there maybe medieval things or all you know all different things that you could be seeing different planets there's the universe anything to do with spirit um at that point when you sit and questioning yourself and saying i'm making this up just sit back and enjoy it because you know even if even if you were making it up then look at how wild it is your imagination is that you've seen something really amazing there so it's about being and then if you're open to that then it actually allows you to be a lot more open to everything around because it makes you less dismissive to begin with that's so great and you know mediumship it kind of uses the same faculties in a big part as your imagination so you have to be comfortable with that and comfortable with getting it wrong right you can't it's you know it's as well when you've got to think um spirit they'll you've had your experience as human so you have you know seen your own sight you have your own knowing of what things are and have, have built your own kind of connection or can make a connection from that so um spirit are going to use things that's within you, you know your what your like kind of your experience so they would show me something that i've seen before they would show me something that i'm familiar with or if not a way in which i can try and describe what it is and that's the thing as well it's um it's just being able to describe i think truly what it is that you're seeing but yeah it's all things that you know that they're communicating with you and i'll you are communicating with and how I am communicating with could be two different ways because we have two different experiences as well and and how we view the world and how we view things within our worlds are different so everyone's going to get um different things shown to them because of the nuances in that and I think that's one of the beautiful things with regards to like some spiritual circles and things because everybody all has something different to actually put in and it brings this complete kind of message in different ways and in a lot of different methods as well and I think that you know that that's beautiful because it allows you to actually see um the differences in um what people what comes through with regards to that that's so true and it's it's almost like the medium has a filter right and the filter is us so every medium is going to bring a different message even to the same person right yeah Wonderful. You touched on spiritual circles. Is that a thing in Northern Ireland? Do people sit in circles? I haven't seen them in Northern Ireland. Um, I've sat in them in England and I do um, as part of my mediumship course that we do. Um, circles are included within that. So I do. we do them um, when we're teaching our mediumship intensive. And is that in person or on Zoom? On Zoom, virtually. Virtually. Okay. And um, so when did the cards come in? Was that after your mediumship? Yes. Um, so cards came a, f- a few years ago and I literally, um, in lockdown, built a relationship with my cards the way this you build a relationship with anything uh, and I was just really intrigued into how they communicated and how they worked and obviously when you think about lockdown a few years ago you know right at that beginning stages as well um 
everybody had to self-isolate. You couldn't see mm-hmm. your family. And I was living on my own. So I, I my cards were my company. Spirit, mm-hmm. was my, I, Spirit was my best friend. I wasn't, I never felt alone once in lockdown. I didn't feel lonely. I just felt Spirit, felt everything that Spirit is and has and used that time proactively to actually really um, allow them to show me because I think sometimes as well, we try to direct that just that little bit too much, but I actually had the time and the, the you know, um, privacy almost with the lockdown that they were, they were given that, you know, free reign in that sense. That's um, so important what you just said. It's like, you do try and direct it and spirit have a big part of it. But so I... I love Lenormand, but I have not given it that discipline. I just kind of la-di-da read them intuitively. But does Lenormand and or Tarot need you to learn the card system? I would say absolutely, fundamentally, yes. And the reason that even with Tarot, I would advocate learning your Tarot means inside out, back to front, upside down and everywhere you can. And, all, and the nuances and the way that they actually work together. So what one card will mean and when you put the two cards and you put a big grand tableau and you're looking and you're seeing the actual flow and you're seeing the story unfold and it's um, it's beautiful. But when you have your meanings at times, you know, when you do try and fight that mediumship of what's coming through and no, I can't say that, the cards are actually literally displaying. So I look at them as um, for accuracy and prediction Diction and being able to say even within a certain time frame of what's going to be occurring, the actual um, fundamental baseline knowledge of the cards of any system is essential and you're just really supplementing that and enhancing it. You're taking what is a good read and turning it into a phenomenal read when you're adding mediumship on it. And that's the difference between actually somebody coming back for another read with you um, and recommending you to other people because of that. Um, You have that fundamental knowledge of the cards of your system and the way in which it works. And you're actually supplementing that with your mediumship, which is bringing like two really good things into one and and it's a real strength. Sounds like it's such a skill. So when you say you're bringing your mediumship into it, are you bringing in a person and connecting or are you just getting like intuitive hits from spirit that are adding to the cards so what I'm usually doing when I'm um because when I shuffle it's almost like a meditative state that I'm in anyway because I get that neutrality within myself and I think that neutrality in that baseline of, of that is essential when it comes to mediumship as well because you have to be clear you know you have be empty otherwise it's a lot it's more of a struggle for things to come in you've got to make way so spending that time shuffling my deck um, shuffling through and just really just allowing the energy of it to flow because I'm really bringing that connection it's my relationship with my deck and that deck's wife then so I'm just sitting equating having that little chat for a few minutes before we talk about business you know so that's where I say that um, and then you just kind of when I'm reading I'm reading the actual meanings of the cards but I'm adding things in as well so it's not just that I'm reading the means I'm saying what's happening but I'm also adding personal things in with it um 
um, descriptions even of what places it'll be looking like or how things are or what things are going to feel. So I'll really state with that. So it's not just about what's going to be happening then, but it's also um, little um, snippets that's really adding that extra um, depth. That sounds like such a well-rounded reading to get all of that. I love it. Hopefully that will be me one day. So um, we were telling you before that I've lost six cards from my deck. So can you speak a little bit about creating that relationship with your cards? And even if that just means caring for them, is that important? I always keep my cards. I always keep them all tidy all together. I don't, you know, because I look at them. You get some decks and some decks can be quite um, bitchy, can't they? They just bring like a bitchiness <laughs> to them. Even when you shuffle them and then the messages, some card, some decks that I'll shuffle through and I'll try and pull a read for myself. And I know it's that way out because I know it's just, it's four horses of the apocalypse shown in a GT, you know, or even on a night <laughs> box, box spread for my day. And it's like, wow. And I just know that that deck's just that way out. So I put it in cupboard and until it starts playing nicely, it doesn't get <laughs> <laughs> I've played with my other decks is really nice and I look at it I say play and when you when you hear me talk about my cards or, or any of my systems I'll always say play because I don't look at it as actual work it's fun I am playing I'm, I'm doing something that I'm, I'm loving and the cards you know I'll shuffle through and I'll just have fun and to spend that time you could even just be sat you know shuffling your cards while you're watching tv and this is a really great way to actually start that you're shuffling your cards while you're watching TV and start asking questions about what it is that you're watching. Do you know what oh, I mean? Wow. As much as like describing what type of advert's going to be on next in the break, on the interval, and just get interact with your cards. Start having a conversation with them. I mean, you come with you, you come to a reading and expect your cards to tell you everything that's gonna happen. It's like, you know, um, you've got to have that conversation to begin with. You've got to set, you know, let them know you're actually interested in having a conversation with them. So let them have a conversation with you. Ask them things about the TV and stuff and just radio, just spend that time shuffling. Ask them about what type of day you had yesterday. Ask them to show you what your day was yesterday because then if you're learning, you can actually look back and say, yes, wow, that, I see how that fits. And also understanding the cards in a different way with that as well. That is so great and such a great exercise. I'm really going to implement that. Well, that's um, uh, Lisa Kohernan, who does WDA Sweden. Actually, I've seen her pulling those in WDA Sweden. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, so that's so, you know, it's a really, because normally you pull your cards for that day and, you, and it, you, you struggle at times to actually bring, when you're learning to bring that kind of semblance of meaning, what's that going to mean? And if you get tower in there and devil, you're like, oh, I want to go back to bed. But at least if you're pulling it from the day before, as Lisa said, it's um, it doesn't bring the triggers because you've already experienced it and you see it for how it is. So it's, it's a lovely way of doing it. Oh, that's so great. Um, I have to take an exam upcoming and three times I've asked the question, three times I've gotten snake. That doesn't look good, right? For an exam. Well, Tony's your Lenormand girl. I mean, she's the Queen of Lenormand and its meanings is Tony. Um, but Snake, yeah, I wouldn't want Snake for it. Yeah, me either. So I I just, uh, you know what it is? Now I'm aware of it. I can work hard, you know? That's half the battle. It's just I, knowing. I would look at Snake in that way as being either really 
have you put that work in? Are you telling yourself you've done it when you really there's some parts that you've not, maybe you've just brushed over it, give it a quick lick through and been like, I'm done. So are you actually betraying yourself in that sense with what you're thinking that you know and not have put all that effort in that you, you might have needed to do? Or even with that, um, it could even be something with the actual exam itself so that it might actually mm -hmm. times be moved or altered there's something that's actually, you know. Well, yeah. I didn't think of that, but that resonates because I haven't put in the work. So you're definitely on the money there. I, but So at least now I know I, I got to pick it up. Um, so I want to talk about the WDA and what that is. Can you explain from the beginning how that came about? So the WDA is the World Divination Association, and it was set up by uh, my partner, Tony. Um, and she set it up um, a number of years ago. And we, she wanted to make um, systems, cartomantic systems and um, so tarot, any, any divination system really um, for a safe place for people to come practice and also learn as well. Um, Tony had taught at other schools in England previously and things. So um, she, brought, she actually brought that to um, the internet and made it accessible but one of the main things being that um so many of the courses and things that's out there are very very um expensive so we try to make all the courses as um, affordable as possible for people so that it's like paying it back in that sense as well um because it's something that should be accessible to all you shouldn't have to pay thousands to be able to train to be a medium you know um that's great and the wda i've been on i think it's lives that you guys do for free right and you can get yes. little free readings on there yes um we do like live hangouts every so often um so um tony who's the founder of the world divination association um, myself and maria who's one of the uh, the other director She's one of the directors, so me and Maria are directors of World Divination Association and the three of us and Brandt uh, or other people come on and we offer free uh, free reads um, because, again, it's a way of having fun and talk about decks and different things, but also paying it back and people can get their questions answered if they have them. That's great. We appreciate it. I love it. It's so fun. Um, so what does the WDA offer? Does it offer online classes? It does. Um, there's, I mean, I don't, there's, I'm trying to actually think if there's any divination system that's not covered. Um, really? That you can learn. And it's everything, even so far as um, pendulum healing, ho'opono, pono. Um, it has a lot of like spiritualist courses within there as well in that sense. Um, you've got, um, well, you've got your Lenormand, you've got your Kipper, there's Runes, there's Oum, there's Scat, there's Tarot, there's um, the other playing card, uh, another card, Cartomancy, I can't remember the, for the name, uh, Le Sibere, I think, it's Le, Le Sibilla. Um, there's that one, um, there's Pendulums, there's Natural Magic, um, so doing energy work there was reiki courses uh oh my god there's so much <laughs> um, osteomancy so if you like bones i mean i love 
channeling bones as well. And if you're into bones, there's a bones course. There's co like anything that you could be drawn to divination wise, there is a course for that. That's incredible. What a great association. There must have been such a need for it because it's covering so many aspects, you know? I think there's always a need. Um, I just think it's people is becoming more and more open towards that and searching for more as well and yep. um, searching to actually, um, because obviously if you learn how to read, you you, you can understand things in a different way. Um, the Owen, for example, um, I mean, Owen is, you know, it's a language, but fundamentally it was a tally system as well as a language. And when you think about being able to, you know, tally up everything that's around you know and the ways in which it was done it was quite complex but it's a, actually it holds the secrets it can tell you everything it's a catalogue of the universe so it will really it can take you down so many rabbit holes you know understanding the complexities of the universe your part within it um, and everything like that um, Om is a beautiful spiritual um, divination tool I think and it really goes into the actual deeper essences of self as well and um runes very much the elder Puthark runes i love um and those are like the universe in a bag so in that bag is all of the universe and everything that it has and they're again very spiritual but very um they're really practical in a language as well the elder Puthark runes were a language much um in the same so way that was what are runes? Are they rocks or what, what is it? The runes are, I have them in wood and I have them on card, but they are actually oh. an alphabet um, of different symbols. So oh, symbols example, on a piece of wood. And that's, that's a real spiritual rune. It's about spiritual um, development. If you think about it, it's actually like, you know, drawing down from that universe. It's that umbrella that's protecting you and giving you that, you know, everything that nourishment is protection within that as well, but it also brings like really rapid developments and um, like real good opportunities for growth. It will bring with it opportunities as well. I so, hope this reading's for me now, Jane, <laughs> because that's excellent. <laughs> so it's, you know, um, but they all, they all have a, a meaning, a literal meaning with them. Um, like Yera means season. You know, okay. and when you're looking at the runes and you think about the world and the cycle of the seasons and how things come to fruition and you reap and what you sow and all that's coming back round. So they're really kind of, they are, the runes are very blunt and they will just tell you it's how it is. And um, the OM kind of guide you through it that little bit more. They'll hold and what does the OM look like? Is that the same thing? Is it um, wood OM, or...? I have the OM staves that are all carved on the individual um, trees of which they're associated with. Um, but I also have them in a card form, but I don't have it right next to me. Um, and with those, you, you kind of cast them the same way that you would do with the runes or actually pull them uh, singularly. They're amazing for doing, um, looking into actually um, the Akashic records and things. Um, really, really good at those kind of, and under, understanding and the duality and of the world and everything that's within it, even your own part of it, and shows you how to actually um, grow and bring yourself into that kind of alignment. 
Wow, you know so much about so many things. I I was thinking Lenormand was direct, but apparently there's other things that are more direct. Yes, uh, I think the um, I think the most direct divination system will probably be um, the the gypsy deck, the gypsy witch decks. That um, those ones again, that's a totally different divination system, and it's um, one that really does tell you it nitty gritty how it is and yeah it's, it's big girl pants when we get those ones out it's not a, it's not a system i've actually mastered at all neither's keeper and um, that's not one that's my forte okay but would you say okay so what i know is tarot and lenormand tarot felt a little bit overwhelming to me because i think it is it 78 cards yes and Lenormand was only 36. So I said, oh, let me try Lenormand because it's, almost, you know, it's half. But then I found with the combination. So whenever you put Lenormand cards together, it kind of tells a story and the meanings change. So what would you say is one easier than the other? I think I don't think that they're um, necessarily easier. Um, I really do think that Lenormand really keeps you on that really strict predictive um, read because yeah. it's just a single imagery in that sense. So you haven't got the, um, really the scope in which you have with tarot with all of everything going up around. It really does kind of call for that directness um, in, in how it presents. Um, yeah. And it kind of blows people's minds whenever they get a Lenormand read and people, the reader can be so specific, right? Like I haven't. I mean, it is. It's very, very. Um, it's very practical, and it'll tell you really what's happening. And even um, like Tony, um, like I say, she's like Kipper and Lenormand are her things. Like she's she's phenomenal at them. In fact, the knowledge of the systems and the actual understanding of them and the history of them as well is outstanding. And with Kipper, you know, she describes it as like a comic book and scenes because you actually follow lines that take you in directions for you to actually follow and things. And watching a, a Kipper read blows my mind that way because it's like, wow, in what it can actually tell you because it is so, you know, matter of fact uh, in its descriptive and it's very um, everyday as well so amazing how do you guys ever hide anything from each other you guys are both so intuitive <laughs> well I think that's the thing you don't you don't need you to hide anything do you, you don't need to but you can't anyway right it's like no secrets in that household <laughs> it's uh it, it makes for fun we do have fun when we, when it comes to uh spirit and things like that around us it makes life very interesting and uh yeah it brightens everything I think oh that's so beautiful well, I'm really proud of you. You're doing such great work and um, you are doing readings in person on Zoom. I do them. I can do them written. I can do them. I do a lot of um, like video call readings with people because uh, a lot of my clients are in the States and things. Okay. Um, I, I do them in face person to person as well. People come to see me. That's great. And where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and on Facebook um, at J Matthews Mediumship. And they can find me 
on the uh, my websites up on there and the different things that I do and on of course the WDA the World Divination Association um we have our group which is free to join and to do you can do weekly buddy reads or different things and we also have groups for different systems as well so tailored specifically and we also have a members only area um, which you pay a membership for and that um, people are in there that do endorsements so we actually um, endorse readers who are going through those systems so for example you were learning tarot you would get the lovely Maria or Karen being your mentor through your endorsement process bronze um, silver and gold and at gold and um, that's actually like you are like at the standard of a professional reader and we are seeing you know you are um and there is some incredible readers within there and you know it's it's a real um it's a real good place to kind of grow and feel safe knowing that you're able to do that as well and yeah. safe to know that you're able to um make mistakes as well because obviously when you're learning to read that's one of the things when you're wanting to become a professional reader you're very fearful of what you're going to what say wrong on a read for example you know what you're going to it, it, you do get anxiety about that so it allows you to actually build your confidence and grow and actually be able to not just you know to be able to own that and read that be confident that you are knowing that and like that's you know that this is what's happened and not have that within yourself that fear anymore because it's um you've you've learned and you've practiced to be get to that point so then you're out there and you've got you've got that ready to go Oh, I love you said that. I love it because myself, when people come and they have questions about relationships or health questions, that can get a little bit uncomfortable. And so, you know, you really need to go to somebody who's reputable, you know, who is uses their integrity. So it's wonderful you guys are offering that. Well, I think you've got to think as well. There's an actual, you know, I strongly believe that there's a lot of ethics with regards to any kind of work that you do with anybody on any level. And when you're looking at it, when you're reading, whether it be a mediumship reading or whether it be just a normal divination card or, or any other system type read, you know, you're in a real position of privilege um, right there and then because this person is trusting you. They're coming to you for you to tell them the story of their life, what's happening, and give them hope of moving forward because nobody comes for a reading because life's going amazing and like the winning at life and everything's going great <laughs> people both come for a reading because they're going through something or they're feeling they're about to go through something or the, the you know they're needing to understand why they're going through something and in that sense it's you know I'm not Willy Wonka and I won't ever sugar, sugarcoat what's happening on a reading if I see something that's not pleasant I will say that but what I'll also say is it's you know this it's now it's this is we need to now look at how we're going to get you through this so how should you navigate the situation that you're going through because you are in a privilege somebody's trusting you with their life so therefore you've got that responsibility to really make sure that their well-being's uh, you know looked at in that sense and they come out of it feeling really empowered like you know yeah this might be happening but you know something I've got this you know it's a whole different of oh this is going to happen you know, and, and that, that is one thing that I feel that, you know, I couldn't stress enough with people is see the privilege in what you have, see the gift in which that is, and always, 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 you know, have that 
reverence for what it is that you're doing and thank them for trusting you to tell them the story of their life because they're coming when they don't trust themselves, never mind other people around them. So, you know, you have to be that trustworthy way. That's beautiful, Jean. And um, people are really in good hands when they go to you. I can tell that you, you do it with such love and with such passion. And so thank you for that. And thank you so much for giving me your time today. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, it's, it's been amazing. I've enjoyed myself immensely. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm so glad. Thank you.